We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I listen to it all the time. This is Duke head coach John Shire. Check out Field of 68 After Dark. This is Xavier head coach Shar Miller. I highly encourage you to take a look at After Dark, led by the one and only John Phantom. Now listen to you guys every morning when I'm getting ready. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid-majors, this is Field of 68 After Dark. Ladies and gentlemen, it is here. The first day of the NCAA tournament is here. We had an unbelievable day of basketball games. We had a game winner. We had a 15 over a two upset. We have the Warriors right now playing on national television against Texas A&M with Micah Shrewsbury as the head coach. We have Jalen Pickett <laughs> and Booty Ball looking at their absolute best. We have one seeds that are rolling and one seeds that are in trouble. We have eight, nine games that were terrific basketball games. We had Maryland, West Virginia. We had Auburn and Iowa. It was great. Unbelievable day of basketball. We have so much to get into. Rob Doster, Jeff Goodman, Terrence Oglesby. This is Field of 68 After Dark. We are live. Sirius XM Channel 84. If you want to jump in the conversation, join us in the YouTube chat. We will answer your questions during breaks and during the afters. After our show on Sirius comes to an end, we are presented by our partners at Bet Rivers and by our partners over at Underdog Fantasy. Use code FIELD to get a 100% deposit match up to $100 at Underdog. Jeff, Terrence, I... I'm bringing the juice today, guys. I am so fired up. What a great day of basketball. Tio, how are you feeling over there, man? I feel absolutely fantastic. Thanks for asking. There's a lot of good reasons to be happy today. A, ton of good games. A lot of chalk, two great upsets, but we'll get into that. Second reason, the kid got his Twitter back. So you can't <laughs> tell me anything. We're back, baby. Back in the saddle. Today's a good day. Thursday, what a way to start the tournament. Are you kidding me? Give me my cred back. And then on top of that, a lot of really good games with some high-level play. That makes me happy, too. Goodman? Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, this was fun. I spent all day in, in Albany bouncing around to different bars to find good spots uh, to watch the games. Uh, ended up at Junior's. Great spot. And uh, tomorrow, I know we're not going to talk about tomorrow, but Rick Patino, Dan Hurley for me. So I am I'm pumped to go through today's games. The upsets, my alma mater went down. Man, when I was at Arizona, think about this. Three of the four years I was there, they lost in the first round. They lose again. You know, it was Santa Clara. It was East Tennessee State. It was Miami of Ohio when I was there. And now today, Arizona loses to Princeton in a 215 game. 
Unbelievable game. Let's, you know what? Let's dive right into that. T.O., we're going to put Furman on the back burner. Best game of the day, best moment of the day. We talked with J.P. Pegues. We're going to catch up with him here in a minute. And we're also going to be joined in a couple minutes by Tosun Awoma, the star of Princeton's win uh, over Arizona. But I, I want to start with this, guys. I want to start with this because I, I was just – I was so impressed with, I don't even know what kind of cliche term you want to use, T.O., the stick-to-itiveness, the intestinal fortitude, the uh, cojones that Princeton had. They were down 14-6 to early. They were down by double digits three different times in the second half against the number two uh, the number two seed in their region, a top-10 team in America, and they never stopped fighting. They gave up four points over the last eight minutes against one of the best offenses in college basketball, T.O. Like how, how impressive is that win for Princeton? Well, first of all, it's huge, not just for this team in particular, but they had a coach pass away here recently. I thought that story of all that stuff happening and, and how it, it was corrupt. Pete, uh, sorry, name Pete slipping. Carrill. Pete Carrill. Pete Carrill. I think that's great. Uh, the head coach there played for him. That's a great story. I, I think it says a lot about their balance, uh, a lot about Princeton's balance, how they were able to spread it around. And, guys, they their guards defended I mean, high-level defense. I was worried about the front court when to when Tosan of Woma, come on, baby, don't don't test me of Woma. <laughs> we were we we had to make sure I pronounced that one right. But how much does it help when your four man can initiate your offense too? When you're awesome. playing against an yeah, when you're playing against an Arizona team that's huge to begin with, and you have to find ways to get those big fellows away from the basket. That's massive. It was a well-rounded effort. Obviously, they're going to be undersized because Arizona's been bigger than almost everybody all season long. I mean, find different ways to pull them out. Uh, unbelievable job by Princeton. Unbelievable job. Yeah, I mean, you, you think about it. Mitch Henderson, the head coach there, um, was a part of that 96 team. He was the point guard on the 96 team that beat UCLA. And now, um, you know, what's a 27 years later, almost to the day, uh, he's the coach uh, of a team that that beats another Pac ten, uh, Pac twelve team that uh, is favored by I think they're favored by like almost thirty points today. And and like Tio said, one of the big advantages and one of the worries about Arizona was defensively with those two bigs, and 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 Tosun was able to really exploit that. But they did a great job in Kirk Risa. They did a great job in Pella Larson. Uh, those two guys. Uh, combined to make two two field goals in the entire mm -hmm. game so I, I thought that's where the game was won and and also obviously on the glass those were the two areas that that honestly uh and again staying you know close you know what was, you know was amazing about this for princeton normally when you think about upsets right you think oh they got hot they just hit a whole bunch of threes they took it over like this was the underseeded team going four for 25 from right. beyond the arc and still yeah. finding a way to win, right? Mitch Henderson uh, can coach now. I had a chance to watch him in Asheville last year. They were playing South Carolina or West Kentucky one. I can't remember which one it was. And, man, he he found ways to get his guys opportunities consistently. And you could see, like, their game plan certainly worked today, the way they were guarding. and Man, really good stuff from him. I, and he's one of those guys, too. They've had, they've had success pretty consistently mm -hmm. in that league. I mean, he's done a really nice job. Yep, absolutely. Listen, the, the star of the show was Tosin uh, Awoma, who we just call him Tosin on the show. You know what? Like, I learned how to pronounce <laughs> his last name finally. He's Tosin. We got Ronaldo, we got Messi, we got LeBron, and we got Tosin, especially <laughs> after he picked off this victory. Jeff and I were able to catch up with him uh, after the game this afternoon or this evening uh, from his hotel room. So we're going to uh, we're going to talk to Tosin right now.
And now let me welcome onto the field of 68 after dark, the star of number 15 seed Princeton's 59-55 win over Jeff Goodman's alma mater, Arizona. Tosin Abuomon Tosin, I hope I got your name pronounced correctly. Welcome on the show, man. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I can't believe you took down my, my alma mater tonight, but uh, <laughs> listen, a, a, a hell of a win. I mean, obviously, uh, that's a team with with a couple really good big guys. You know that. Um, I, I thought you guys did an unbelievable job on their perimeter guys, especially. I mean, you really kind of helped Kirk Creesa, Courtney Ramey, uh, Pella Larson down. Uh, what did you think was the key to this this huge upset win, Tosa? Yeah, um, I think just our team togetherness, to be honest. Like, you know, we stuck to the scout. We executed more or less. We we turned the ball over more than the more than we wanted to. And uh, but you know, we we out remounted them, I think. Like we we um limited the transition buckets. Um we limited their points in the paint. Um, you know, as probably as, as they they've you know, they've been that's been amazing for them all year. So I think we did a pretty good job there and and we just uh, we always believe and we make winning plays and we have a lot of confidence in one another to do those. And it's been that way all year, especially towards the back end of the year. So today was no different in, in terms of that. Tosin, you guys were down 51 to 41 with eight minutes left in the game. What's the messaging from from Coach Henderson there? What, what is he telling you guys to keep you motivated and keep you locked in? Yeah, pretty, you know, pretty much we're, we're going to win. We're, we're always going to win. Um, it's the same message he gives us throughout the year. And. And today was no different. We we have to have that confidence, that belief in one another, and and it's all about making those winning plays. Like I said earlier, and you know we've got each other's back, and um, whether it's on offense, whoever the ball comes to, or defensively, if if Yoga has the ball, you know, and and we're helping one another, is just having that confidence and belief where we're going to make those winning plays. You got Missouri next, Sweet Sixteen birth on the line. How does that sound? I mean, right now you're smiling right now because I mean you can you can taste it, can't you? Yeah, no, it sounds great. Um, we're not going to get ahead of ourselves. You know, we need to take it one game at a time, of course, but it does sound pretty good to me. Obviously, what do you coach do to was... enjoy this one? I know it's a quick turnaround. Is there enjoying it? I know you're in your room tonight. I know you had a a late night and, and eating dinner late. What, what did you do after this win to celebrate if you really could? Yeah, no, we just went for a nice meal uh, with the team, had a nice dinner. Um a lot of families back at the hotel now so you know good time to see them and, and celebrate with them as well um but yeah like you said go lock in for for saturday and uh you know get that one as well go celebrate man get some sleep appreciate you. you all right Congrats, thanks guys man. great seeing you great Thank seeing you. you too see you guys see you guys that was tosin awoma he had 15 points seven boards Four assists tonight for Princeton as the number 15 seed upset number two, Arizona. I actually have a take about Arizona. I'm going to save it for the afters because we have to get to this conversation about Furman. The field of 68 after darks adopted team. I, th I think that's fair to say, right? Like, look, I'm all in on the Dins. T.O., I don't know if Goodman knows this. As soon as they won, I sent a selfie video of myself to the group chat of me, you, Bob Ritchie, and Fanta. And you know what you did? You sent one just screaming into the camera, too. And you know what Fanta did? He did the exact same thing. Bob never answered. I guess he's got more important things to do than uh, talk to us. But don't bother. I, I just, just hey, real professional. <laughs> real professional over here. Yeah. No, look, in, in all seriousness, Furman was down 
50 to 38 with about eight minutes left in that game. And they came back to win and they did it with Mike Bothwell sitting on the bench with foul trouble. Jalen Slauson, 19 points, nine boards, four assists. Like I, I can't, he took over. He did just look, I'll, go ahead. ISO, ISO TO, go ahead. You got, no, I mean, it, guys, I, I've been fortunate enough to call Furman games for about two years and some change. I, I consider this year, as far as my game calling over, like two years and some change, I've been able been fortunate enough to follow Furman and, and be part of them. Jalen Slauson's as good as advertised. This was no fluke. This was no one game thing. He's been this good for two years now, and he's had to figure himself out some, some, but Man, you saw the best version of him today. His ability to attack from the outside, make passes, post up a little bit, score. Uh, Mike Bothwell fouls out. He scores nine straight. What are we doing? It's like he he knows what he's capable of, and they have pieces around him that have played really, really well. J.P. Pegues, guys, hadn't had a three since the semifinal game of the SOCON tournament and hits the game winner to beat Virginia for Bob Ritchie's first tournament win in his first tournament appearance. Yeah. Like uh, th- these guys, they got balls. One, two, that offense that Bob runs is really difficult to guard. And he proved it today against Virginia. That offense is hard to guard for Virginia. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Well, Come listen, in. I mean, Furman had two older dudes. They had two men back, right? Slauson and Bothwell came back for this. Mm-hmm. They came back to get in the tournament after losing last year to Chattanooga in the, in the SOCON title game. And not only did they get there, but they beat a Virginia program and, and a Virginia coach in Tony Bennett, an older team as well. I mean, Kihei Clark, boy, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, a fifth-year point guard who's known for what? His intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. And he makes – what he admitted it after the game. I mean, he just made a mistake at the end of the game, you know, throwing the ball back out when he probably should have just called the timeout. And if he called the timeout, Virginia probably ends up winning that game. Instead, he throws it out. It's a turnover. Yeah. Uh, look, we got to – We I want to have a conversation about um, about Virginia and about Kihei Clark and, and kind of the narrative going on with that team. But before we do, we were able to catch up with the man of the hour. You guys have to hear what J.P. Pegues had to say when I asked him if he, sh- if he thought his shot was going in. Now let me welcome on to the field of 68 after dark, the man of the hour, the guy that hit the biggest shot of the NCAA tournament to date, J.P. Pegues. He had the game winner as number 13 seed Furman knocked off number four, Virginia, in the first round, second game of the day. J.P., let me start you off with this. When the shot's in the air, do you know what's good? Do you know that's going in? Yeah, I knew as soon as I caught it. I mean, at that point, all I could do was relax and shoot it. As soon as I let it go, I just felt it. It felt good and it went in. So what are you thinking? You guys get the trap in the corner, right? And you see that ball can throw. It's Kihei Clark. We're not used to him um, making plays like that. What are you thinking when the ball's in the air? Like, oh, we got a chance. This is ours now? Yeah, I mean, we, me and uh, Alex Williams, we both got a good trap on him. And I seen him kind of like leaning back. And uh, I knew they had a timeout, so I expected them, you know, to use it. But, you know, they end up not using it. As soon as I seen the ball go up in the air, I seen uh, Garrett going for it. I'm like, oh, he's about to get this. And as soon as it was in his hands, I just started clapping for it because I knew that, you know, they were scrambling in transition. And uh, as soon as he gave it to me, I was like, this is going up. You guys were down by 12 midway through the second half. You go to that 1-3-1 zone, and it changed everything. Could you feel that momentum in that moment? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, you know, we were cutting down a lead. Like you said, we, we were just – they were up 12. We cut it back down to six. 
and they bring it right back up to 12. So we changed it up. And, you know, I'll say it's a good feeling that, you know, not only the, the Furman fans were out there cheering, we had, you know, almost the whole arena on our side, you know, excluding the Virginia fans, but you could just feel it. It was surreal. It was the biggest crowd that we played in and we just, we moved and we dried off that energy. I gotta, I gotta get you to talk a little bit about your guy, Jalen Slauson out there. I thought he was fantastic in the second half. He had the dunk in the first half, but when Mike went down with the, with the fouls, when he fouled out, Jalen is the guy that kind of brought you back. Talk to me about his performance and just how good he was. Yeah. I'm sure you guys see that all the time, huh? Yeah, I mean, we're 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 the people that get to see that 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 Jalen Slauson every day in practice. You know, he he's a killer. Um, man, I mean, his his performance was just terrific. Like he, for that for that, you know, he well he scored like nine straight points, I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, he put put the team on his back at the end of the day. Um, you know, and we knew that he was gonna have to step up. He was gonna be a big part of this game, and uh, you know, I, I'm proud of him. The team's proud of him for just staying composed and, you know, having belief and not giving giving up. And he made some terrific plays as as the Jalen Slauson that we know. When you got back to the locker room after you did the interviews, after you do the post game, after you get up on the stage, after you ask answer all the questions, what happened? Did they get you? Did you get hit with the water? Man, yeah, they got me. They got me. They got me. It was it was definitely a splash party in there, most definitely. But, you know, we were just celebrating as a team, as a family. We were just taking it all in. Yeah, well, look, I hope you enjoy it for just a little while. you got another game here in 48 hours. J.P. Pagese, the man of the hour, we appreciate you being here, Field of 68, after dark. All right, thank you, my man. Awesome, man. Hey, I appreciate it, and go get another one tomorrow, all right? Yes, sir, will do. All right, take care. in the first round, uh, three of the last four tournaments that they played in. Where do you stand on on kind of this view of Tony Bennett as, uh, I don't know, I don't even know how to phrase it, man. He's got a national title four years well, that, ago. On him a one-hit wonder. That's the what, thing. That's what he's that's saying. The thing. I mean, listen, I would trade one national title for three first-round losses any day of the week. No any question. day of the week. And Pat Forty wrote a column, a good friend of mine uh, from SI, and I, I just thought it was un, unwarranted. Again, one thing about Tony Bennett that he probably didn't write in the column, and Pat's written about a lot of guys who have broken rules over the last few years. Tony Bennett, probably maybe the cleanest guy in the entire country, number one. He did win a national title. I know he's lost some first-round games here, and obviously that team was different. That team had pros, right? Ty Jerome playing in the league. DeAndre Hunter didn't play in the game by the way that they lost to UMBC. Kyle Guy has been in and out of the league as well. That team was different than this team. But ultimately, to call Tony Bennett and Virginia kind of failures and call it a blip, that national – they've won six regular season titles, ACC titles, in the last 10 years. Oh, and by the way, they also made a Sweet 16 in the Elite Eight in the years before. And Tony Bennett, by the way, at Washington State, made a damn Sweet 16. The guy's an elite level coach. I get they've had some bad losses here, but to to take but what, I'll, what I'll say is this, and I'll take us to break on this, is that uh, 
they he co- the fact that that team was a four seed, they completely played above their head the entire season. Right. That, that's that's all I'm going to say about it. So, um, listen, uh, Furman and uh, Princeton, they were not the most impressive teams in college basketball today. For me, it was Duke and Penn State. Andrew Funk, we got the Funk coming up next. Field of 68 after dark. You're clear. Uh, all right, Dagan, message from our sponsors. Sponsor for today's episode, Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 a few weeks back. When we get in the middle of college hoop season, it can be hard for me to eat and drink as healthy as I probably should be, especially in late February and March when the schedule gets really busy. But I found that I've felt better as I've made AG1 a part of my daily routine. I take AG1 in the afternoons after the coffee is worn off and once the itis post-launch is kind of set in. And what I've found, my energy levels are up. It's improved my digestion. And as a result, I'm not only more efficient and productive in the most important time of the year for me and for the field of 68, but I'm working out more consistently. I just feel better. AG1 is so much more than just a greens powder. It's comprehensive health and the power of habit in one. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally could not be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of the AG1 formula with water, and I drink it every single afternoon. Done. Just like that. I also like that it only costs $3 a day. The price is right. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is the answer. They are giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Free! Just go to athleticgreens.com backslash field 68. That's athleticgreens.com backslash field 68. The link is in the description below. Check it out. Support the field of 68 and feel better about yourself. Chat, Five you seconds. have to get 200 likes. We got a trivia question. $50 top golf gift card. Just there you go. Know. Welcome back, Field 68 After Dark. We are live, Sirius XM, Channel 84. That is College Sports Radio, Rob Doster, Jeff Goodman, Terrence Oglesby. We are breaking down everything that happened in day one of the NCAA tournament. We just heard from J.P. Pegues, and we just heard from Tosin Awoma. And now we need to talk about the teams that impressed us the most today. I got lots of things I got to say about Penn State. Booty ball is alive and well. T.O., before we do that, the Duke Blue Devils. We heard we just talked about two upsets. Everybody was picking Oral Roberts to upset Duke. And you know what happened? Duke jumped out to like a 13 to nothing lead. Oral Roberts didn't score until there were eight minutes gone. And I, I don't know even know what the final score was, but I'll tell you this. They were down by 30 at one point in the second half, <laughs> Oral Roberts was. That was a paddling. That was a molly whopping. That was really impressive from the Blue Devils. A paddling. I like that. I used to get paddles in middle school. People don't get paddles anymore. That's a damn shame. But how about the defensive? Uh, how about the defensive show today by Duke? Max Asmus, who's been great for God knows how long, about as long as Kihei Clark. Like they've been in college for a long time. What do you end up with? 12 points. They limited them with length. Derek Lively, guys, we were kind of waiting to see like what he was going to be at this level. Like, because we all know he's going to go somewhere else next year. He's going to go to the draft, all this, that, and the third. But man, defensively, he has to have he has to have scouts salivating. He's switching. He's blocking shots. He's staying in front of guards. It's ridiculous what he's been able to do. And not only that, he can cover a ball screen and recover so damn fast that Vanover goes one for six from three. That length on that Duke team, 
I got them in the final four. I still feel pretty good about it. I know they're right close to Purdue. They're going to have to beat Purdue to get there if Memphis doesn't beat Purdue, but we're going to get to that. Here's the thing. There's enough there now, and John Shire has done such a good job piecing this team together and putting them in roles where they can benefit offensively that they are really dangerous right now. And it's because they've leaned on their defense mm -hmm. all season long, and now you see both of them come together. People say complimentary football all the time. It drives me crazy. This was complimentary basketball. They just do the both, and, and now they're dangerous and really dangerous at that. Mm -hmm. yeah, Shire said it preseason, right? We got to hang our hat on, on our defense. Um, but again, you could say that all you wanted, but until Derek Lively became the Derek Lively that Rob and I saw back on the AU circuit. And it just, it took him a while, whether it was injuries, whether it was just kind of acclimating himself, but man, he's bought into his role. That's the biggest thing. He's not trying to be something that he's not, right? He's not out there jacking threes. He's not out there demanding the ball. He is dominating the game in the defensive end. And then all the other guys, Jeremy Roach was good. Isaiah Whitehead's good. Proctor's gotten better. Filipowski's Filipowski. They got enough on the offensive end as well. Man, was Duke impressive today. Yeah, the, uh, Dariq Whitehead, you said uh, you said Isaiah Whitehead. That oh, was uh, – you, you made Let's Dagan Hughes, our producer, cry just a little bit when you were saying that. That was back when Seton Hall was still good. Um, I To Ooh. me, look, it, it's two things with Duke that really stood out to you. I want to I toss this to you real quick. You got about a minute on it. Dariq Whitehead was five for seven from the floor, three for three from three, scored 13 points, and came off the bench and yeah. was busting his ass. Uh, Jeremy Roach came into this game – or came into this season – expecting to be the star point guard, expecting to prove uh, he had a chance to get to the NBA as a point guard, played off the ball, nine for 17 from the floor, hit a three, four for four from the free throw line, uh, one turnover in 37 minutes, scored 23 points. To me, it is those two, those two guys accepting the role that is best for the team, even if it's not the role that is best for them. Yeah, that's a two-parter because the reason I say that is, one, you got to have guys that are willing to accept that role. And I think Jeremy Roach, that was much easier for him to do that. And then Derek Whitehead kind of fell into that because of some of the injuries, and he just was better suited coming off the bench. But it's a credit to Shire, man. Role definition so important. And a lot of people were talking about Tyrese Proctor and how much potential he had. They started off the season – uh, Proctor was at the two, Roach was at the one. Now, Roach can be more uh, aggressive, and Proctor can be that setup guy that lets the game come to him a little bit more after he lets the ball go. Mm -hmm. The way he's picked apart his own roster and put those guys in position and the way they've continuously adapted says a lot about John and Duke's future, guys. Says a lot about Duke's future. We were wondering how this was going to go in year one, and a lot of times it takes guys, to figure, takes guys time to figure themselves out. This was pretty good. Now, counterpoint, is he going to be able to get guys that are willing to buy in as much as those guys have this year in some of these future recruiting classes? That's the part that's going to be difficult. But goodness me, when it all falls together, they are as impressive as anybody on a night where Filipowski had six points on two of seven shooting. Mm -hmm. All right, Goodman, let me ask you this. Who was uh, the next most impressive team in college basketball to you? For me, it was Penn State. Seeing what Penn State did to a Texas A&M team that was playing unbelievable basketball over the course of the last month, where do you stand? Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, Andrew Funk is ridiculous. Like, yeah. I watched that Penn State team last week in Chicago. They are so much fun to watch. 
again, because, you know, Jalen Pickett's just so unique in what he does, right? Backing dudes down, just kind of looking around, figuring out almost like a quarterback. Um, hey, can and, I give you, can I give you his line real quick against one ahead. of the best defensive teams in the SEC this season? 19 points, seven yeah. boards, eight assists, and exactly zero turnovers. Right. He just finds dudes and they got shooters everywhere. And, and again, Andrew Funk, four years at Bucknell, an elite shooter, one of the best transfer portal additions. Uh, they're tough, man. They're tough to, to prepare for because, again, they play small ball. And I asked Micah Shrewsbury about it last week, and, and he said, listen, it wasn't something I really wanted to do. It was something I had to do. I had no choice but to play this way because it's what we had and, and really what we could bring through the portal. Well, you should stick with it now, right, T.O.? Like, what? Don't change now. Yeah, don't change now. And how many teams really have a five-man that's really going to score in there? If they're swarming to the ball and getting out to shooters anyway, like, they're able to do so, so much faster because, one, they're switching everything. Two, they're discouraging some of these passes to where they're hard passes if somebody does get in the post. But this is against the Texas A&M team, guys, that, that I was high on because they're tough. Like, those, the, those guys on that team, those are a bunch of tough kids. Like – they picked him apart. And Jalen Pickett, like, that's a big dude. And that big sucker was on the koozie watch list. Or the koozie, he was on the koozie finalist or whatever it was. So, like, they fit together so well. And Andrew Funk, whenever he gets cooking, oh. forget it. Man. He, was, he, 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 he had a couple today than, where he was doing a celebration do. like this before back. the ball. When it, like, he's running back. He's letting it go, and he's turning around and running back down court like that. He was, man. He's got to be T.O.'s favorite player because he's, like, He's like the version of himself now, you know, like the dude. <laughs> man, he's, he's what T.O. always wished that he was going to be. Right. All right. Uh, let's I, I do just want to hit on you, Texas Doctor. real quick because I, I thought that Texas um, 13 for 23 from three. You get 23 off the bench from uh, Serge Jabari Rice. I thought Marcus Carr was really good. And they just absolutely pasted a Colgate team that has. Uh, been in every game that they've they, they, they it's been a close game every time they've been in the tournament. They were five and zero against the spread coming into this in tournament games. And there was they just had no chance. They had no I'll, chance against Texas. I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more quickly, UCLA. I mean, they're down two starters. They weren't deep to begin with. I know it's only UNC Asheville, but Jalen Clark done for the year. Adam Bona, he's out in this game. He didn't play at all. So they basically got five guys that, that really play. Now, they played more tonight because they were able to. They beat Asheville by 33 points. And again, you know, Jaime Hake is good. Uh, Namuba was was solid filling in for for Bona. Amari Bailey was good. Like Mick Cronin, man. Like I don't think they can win this thing. I don't even think they can get to the Final Four. But what he's able to do, Mick Cronin's one of the best coaches in the country. Can I throw one more name in there, T.O.? Amari do Bailey, it. seventeen points, four rebounds, six assists, three steals, six for twelve from the floor. He's another young guy that's starting to figure it out. He's bought he's in. He's bought in. That's yeah. the difference. Like he's really bought into his role and doesn't try and do again too much. Mm -hmm. Clear pecking order on that team too. Like everybody know Hawkes is the guy. Right. They know Tiger Campbell's going to settle him down, and they've got guys around that are just going to figure it out. And whenever you get Bailey going, that's just icing on the cake. I, I have this UCLA team going pretty deep, guys. And when I say going pretty deep, I'm going to Houston, and I'm hoping that Bona can go get there. If he can get back, I feel like they can still do it. Yeah, that, that uh, that lineup is scary, right? Yeah, the, and it's honestly, it's like if you just give me Mick Cronin 
and Jaime Hawkins and Tiger Campbell and a bunch of guys that are, are really to like yeah, yeah, I mean, good man. You said that in the text the other day, and like I kind of looked at it and I was like, Yeah, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I, listen, <laughs> I just think it's gonna catch up with them when they play like in Zaga. Okay, it that- will it, it will like their ceiling has been lowered because when you lose your best two defenders, like there's only so much you can do. But if you're playing against someone that you should beat, like they're they're gonna beat them because those like Jaime Hawkins is not gonna take a, a soft performance. Like he's not going to accept that. The oh, is not going to accept that. Oh, um, listen, the, the uh, to me, we talked about some of these teams that were most impressive. The single biggest storyline coming out of the first day of the tournament is how vulnerable some of the number one seeds look. We're going to break down the matchups with Kansas and Arkansas, Houston and Auburn, and Alabama and Maryland. Three number one seeds that may be in trouble when we come back. Field of sixty eight after dark. Very clear. Uh, all right, Dagan. My bracket is already busted. Thanks <laughs> to Tosin Awoma. But don't worry, guys. Don't worry, chat. If your bracket has been busted too, uh, you get a second crack at this thing. Run Your Pool is hosting a sweet 16 revenge pool just for us. There's a $500 prize pool on this one for their sweet 16 challenge. So you get to compete against us again and make sure you check out run your pool if you ever need to host any bracket challenge or any pool or anything with the super bowl whatever you need they have more than 50 game types for every sport that you can think of from traditional bracket pools like us to survivor games to -to head-to-head games to pick x games and my personal favorite i love squares the scoring as always is customizable and you can tailor your rules to your likely uh to your liking so make sure you get to run uh play dot run your pool.com backslash field 68 that's f-i-e-l-d-6-8 and get your picks in before the sweet 16 tips off dagan do we have enough time to get a question in uh we do but i'm gonna yell at the chat first because we have 1,000 people watching this show come on 1,000 people likes people let's first go of all, hold on we need 200 likes for a trivia question and top golf card giveaway and we need 250 likes and i'll mute goodman for the for Parts of the show, because uh, that's what the chat. The what? They want to mute you. Ten seconds. Parts of the show. So they want to mute me? Likes and I'll mute you. Screw them. Screw them. <laughs> Here we go. All Three thousand. seconds. <laughs> Welcome back to the field of sixty-eight after dark. Sirius XM channel eighty-four. That is college sports radio. We're also live streaming over on the field of sixty-eight. YouTube channel. You can jump in the chat. You can ask us some questions. We'll be hanging out in the afters. And we have a trivia question. We're giving away a $50 top golf gift card. Rob Doster, Terrence Oglesby, Jeff Goodman. I'm going to go to you first on this one. Uh, I teased it before we left. Kansas, Houston, Alabama. Three number one seeds were in action today. All three number one seeds won with uh, a relative ease. They all also have some question marks. Kansas is dealing with the health issues with Bill Self. Uh, Alabama. Is dealing with what now seems to be a uh, a groin injury that Brandon Miller suffered in the SEC title game. But to me, the most worrisome one is Houston, who uh, who suffered a, a reaggravation to the groin injury for uh, for Marcus Sasser, and who also it looks like Jamal Shedd hurt his knee. So they're playing what will probably amount to a road game against Auburn in Birmingham in Ooh. the second round. Like how how worried should Houston fans be right now? Really worried, really worried, right, Theo? I mean, again, a, a groin injury in which he probably shouldn't have played today, looking back on it, right? Like, 
give it time. You know you're winning. Well, you don't know what you're winning, but you won this game without him for the most part. And, and Emmanuel Sharp, the redshirt freshman, was huge in that second half, picking up the slack for for Sasser, who, who sat out. You know, I don't know how he plays in the next game. I, I don't I, – I'm not sure he plays for a while here because if he re-aggravated it that bad, you know, again, you think you're good. With, with hammies and groins, you think you're good until mm-hmm. – you do something quick, whether it's push off, quick cut, whatever it is, and, and then all of a sudden you're done for a while. It just pops. Like it's the have you ever pulled pulled a groin? Have oh. you ever pulled a groin, Goodman? Oh yeah. Yeah. Hammies, groins, awful. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. And it they just it's it's the weirdest sensation after you redo it. Like they just click. You can feel like it it just clicks where it pops just a little bit. It's just you're right back to square one. It's it's tough, guys. And first of all, credit to Darren Horn in uh, Northern Kentucky. I thought they did a pretty good job today trying to compete and stay keep it close and all that. You don't typically get that out of the 116 game, but, you know, every now and then you do. But I'm worried, especially your, your, your two horses that you've been riding all year long, like, those are the guys that go down. And not only that, I, I got nervous because Northern Kentucky forced some pretty reckless turnovers today whenever they change defenses. You don't think Auburn is going to get up in your grill and try to force turnovers? Katie Johnson running on nightmare fuel is going to do all that. Like, you're going to lose a player. It can't be Marcus Sasser. My mm-hmm. goodness. I mean, he is cru- crucial, and I, I don't think he should have played either. That, that groin injury, like you said, Jeff, it's tough, and it inhibits everything you do. Just yeah. surprising that they would have played him this quickly. In a yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I'm you with know? you. What, what did you guys make of uh, make of Auburn's win over Iowa? I was I not mean, surprised. Listen, they, they played a home game. I was not surprised. Yeah, and, and Iowa didn't shoot it. So when Iowa doesn't shoot it well, they're not winning games. And, and mm-hmm. Auburn shot it well enough. Wendell Green played solid. And now they're going to have confidence. I mean, again, like you said, sort of playing a home game, but – those Alabama fans are not going to be cheering for Auburn. Let's it's actually going to be a really interesting dynamic in the arena because Alabama and Auburn are both going to be in that building. Yep. So, like, I got you. You got to figure that probably. Don't tell me this isn't a money making endeavor, boys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like 95 percent <laughs> of the people in that building are going to be Alabama and Auburn fans. So every Houston fan is, or every Alabama fan is going to be a Houston fan, and every. Uh, Auburn fan is going to be a Maryland fan. So let's talk about Maryland. Let's talk about Alabama. Obviously, they're dealing with all of the off-the-court stuff. Um, and now it looks like Brandon Miller, the, Nate Oates said after the game that he has been dealing with a groin injury since the SEC championship. Uh, he did not score today, and Alabama still cruised to a victory. But look, Maryland, the one thing that they can do is they can switch everything and they can match like the, the small ball versatility kind of lineups that Alabama is going to throw out there. Uh, Tio, are you worried about? Did you say? Did you say Maryland? Yeah, yeah Maryland. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yep. Are, are you worried about them at all? No. Alabama, not at all. Even if not Brandon Miller's not particularly, up. not particularly. Nate, Nate texted me. He said Brandon should be fine. He should yeah. be okay to play. So, uh, you know, I don't know if it'll be a hundred percent. And he certainly can't go with a goose egg uh, in the next game, or else they will be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just don't know that that. Maryland has the firepower to keep up. I, I thought they gritted one out today. Uh, it was it, it turned into a rock fight. A lot of fouls, a lot of holding, a lot of grabbing, a lot of pushing, a lot of shoving. But like, I just a lot don't of know. monitor reviews. Yeah, oh, yeah monitor I love reviews. those. By the way, monitor reviews combined with the commercial length of this tournament, oh. 
God. is insane, guys. Mm-hmm. It is insane. And not only that, like every time you try to change to a different game, because I don't have seven TVs in my office like you do, like like it's it, you go from commercial to commercial. It's 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 crazy. But that all being said, I, I think I don't think Maryland has enough firepower to really kind of keep up because Alabama has in spades, buddy. Well, that's yep. the thing. That's the thing. You look at it today, like Pringle had a huge game. Now, I know, again, they were in control throughout, so they didn't need Brandon Miller much. But, you know, it's just they're so deep. They're so deep. And, and again, uh, Maryland, Jameer Young didn't play well today. I mean, he didn't do anything. They, they won. Uh, they're going to need him to play and, and get 18 or 20. And the, the key for them, I still think, is Julian Reese. I've said this all year. Yep. If they get this version of Julian Reese, and they kind of have to because what does Alabama have? Those big athletic dudes on the front line, and they bring in a few of them. So I think Julian Reese is going gonna to have to replicate the game he had today. Yeah, and Bidiaco, too. If you're able to attack him and get him in foul trouble, there goes your rim protection. He, he is huge for Alabama's defense, which this season has been so much improved from last year. Uh, it's not even funny. And a lot of it comes from him, right? But Julian Reese is a stud. That free throw needs work, but outside of that, like that kid's really, really good. Did you guys see Bob Huggins' quote after the game when somebody yeah. asked him if he was uh he was coming back to coach again this season? He basically yes. said, There's there's people that uh there's people that want me to stay and coach forever, and then there's a group of people that want me to leave so they can be, bring a young guy in to mess it all up. <laughs> Which is the most that. Bob Huggins quote uh, I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, look, so I, I really do think it's gonna be um, a lot of fun to watch those games and, and watch that environment because there's, I mean, look, I, I, I really do think that Auburn's going to give Houston a fight. They can win that game and Maryland. I we'll see what happens there. It's it's Maryland playing not at home. So who knows, but I do think it's going to be very interesting. The, the Kansas Arkansas game. That's, Ooh, that's what so I kind of have circled. Like I thought Kansas one. Isn't that the one, like that's the second round game that you, you looked at before this thing started and you're like, oh my, like Bill Self against Musselman. Mm-hmm. Like that's the, we may not get that now. We may not get Bill Self against Musselman. Self missed the game today. It didn't matter. Norm Roberts was was really good. And, you know, but Norm's not Bill Self. And, you know, the sources that I've talked to say there's still a chance uh, Bill is able to coach in this one. But again, it's up to his medical team at this point. Dude, take your time, Bill. Yeah. Take yeah, your time. Exactly. Some, th- some things are bigger than hoop. Take your time. We'd like to have you, you won a national title last year. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I just see, like, this is going to be a tough game. Arkansas didn't even play well, and they won. They really – Nick Smith didn't play well, right? Like, who played great? Like, Devo played pretty well. But other than that, Arkansas did not play well, and they still found a way to win against an Illinois team that honestly has been a shit show most of the year. Yeah. They've had their moments – They've had their moments, but ultimately, I'm almost like Illinois fans, probably like, thank God this thing's over. Yeah, what a roller coaster. Well, we said Dramamine at Christmas. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. Like, (laughs) they they still need it. They still need it. I mean, golly, finally the roller coaster is over. But, man, they were when they were good, they were really good. But Matthew Meyer, like, 
over six today, over five from three. You could never really quite get the consistency out of him. I don't have it, a point guard, Tio. They haven't had a right. point guard. That that ultimately, I was out on. You can't. The, the bottom line is, you just couldn't. There, there was no one on that team that was willing to take the leadership role that you needed. I want to ask you guys this though, because I really do think that Arkansas is in a great position to get themselves into the Sweet 16. I have yep. them winning that in my bracket. Uh, I'm going to open up my Bet Rivers app on Saturday morning. I'm going to bet on Arkansas beating Kansas in that game. Um, T.O., is this – am I a crazy person? Because all I'm seeing in my head right now is six-foot Dewan Harris and Grady Dick, who is not a great defender, having Musselman finding ways to get them on Anthony Black or Nick Smith or Ricky Council, one of the three pros, he's going to find a way to create that matchup and be able to exploit it. That's what I see happening in my head. Is Grady Dick that bad of a defender? No, no. Why is everybody saying? I don't know. I I don't think so either. He was at the start of the. He's he's gotten better throughout the year, but I'm still going to go ahead and say that if you put Grady Dick on Anthony Black and Musselman can find a way to create isolations for him, I think Anthony Black wins that matchup. I think I think you just back off. Right. I, I think Grady Dix. I, I think right. Grady Dix is a good defender. I, I might be in the minority there, but like he's long, he's athletic, he gets to spots. Like I, I think he, he might be. He actually uh-huh. tries. He tries. Yeah, I mean he hard. he's there. Right. He's there. And Dewan no, Harris, no, I, he he tr- he always tried. He's starting to figure out like the positioning and how to use angles and how to be able to 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 get the what do they call them stocks, the steals and blocks. He's starting to figure it out a little bit. I okay point regardless. Um, where like where do you stand on this matchup? Where do you stand on it, Seal? I I think Dewan Harris is the best defensive point guard in college basketball. I I worry about him none. I worry about him zero, not at all. Forget about it. I, I think he's one of the best defensive point guards in college basketball. I I do wonder though if that game gets to really going wide open, and I think it will be. I think it's going to be a really entertaining game because there's a lot of offensive firepower. Um, is Jalen Wilson going to be able to overpower whoever's guarding him? Because I, I think, like, when it comes to this supreme athleticism, supreme size, Arkansas has that. Uh, Jordan Walsh is a defensive specimen, and he's going to get that matchup a good majority of that time. He didn't start, but he played 27 minutes. And, like, he's one of those guys that he has that ample length. But, he's a, Wilson freshman, been- but he's a freshman, and Jalen Wilson is a vet. Of that a strong vet at that he's got tree trunks for legs so like i wonder who's going to be able to get buckets with more consistency right and and i would venture to say that jalen wilson does because i don't know that the rotations for arkansas are going to be as sharp as what kansas's are just because they're older has nothing to do with coaching has nothing to do with anything else i think from a consistency perspective of having older guys on that roster that are starting a lot that have been together for a long time I feel like Kansas will be able to carry that through, but this is dangerous. This is a dangerous game because Arkansas has so much firepower. We got a minute before we break. Let me ask you guys this. We know Kansas wants to play that small ball lineup with KJ Adams at the five, right? Arkansas can match that. They can play Devo Davis out there. They can put the Mitchell twins on the bench and you got Jordan Walsh, Ricky council, Anthony black and, uh, and, and Nick Smith out there. Is that what you do to you? Is that what you do, Goodman? Like, do you go small? Do you try to match them up like that? You haven't really done it. You haven't really done it as much. I mean, you played the Mitchell Twins enough. I I don't think you change what you do here. I think you you go with your strength against their strength. And and Mm -hmm. to me, I just just believe in Kansas. I believe in them because they've got two dudes who were a huge part of a national title 
team a year ago. And again, whether it's Bill Self or Norm or Norm Roberts, uh, I still I still like Kansas in this one in a close one. I'm just happy for the people of Des Moines. They have something something exciting in their lives happen that they have this type of game coming along to Iowa, so they can their heart rate can get up a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. good for them. Yep. All right. Well, listen, we got to get to break, but I do want to talk about Missouri and I do want to talk about Northwestern because they are two teams that we kind of were down on for most of the year, but Missouri specifically, they looked very good against a really good Utah state team. We're going to break them down when we come back field of 68 after dark. You're clear. I want you guys to see what I'm doing right now. I just pulled up the vaulted app right here. Because I'm going to lock it in that Arkansas is going to beat Kansas. Because I, I I get tired of trying to prove that I'm right. Trying to prove that I've run an argument. <laughs> trying to prove that my takes weren't hot. That they were right. A perfect example. Princeton, I said last night on you the did. show. You did. You called that. They were going to win. I called that. I said I'm taking you them to win. And not. I don't get credit yeah, for he it. You put it in the vaulted? I locked it in the vaulted app. It's in there. It's in my vault. You can go check it out. So, uh I got an answer to your problems. If you are tired of trying to prove that you want an argument, Vaulted is a new sports prediction app that turns your opinions into facts. You can store all of your predictions and all of your hot takes in your own vault now and forever. Challenge your friends, keep track of the results, and prove that you are, in fact, the smartest in the room. Goodman, you don't want to bring up the app because it's not going to go well for you if, uh, if you try to track your hot takes. I got it uh, right Va- now. Vaulted I'm, has also released... Vaulted has also released more than 50 pools uh, for the NCAA tournament and for the NBA playoffs coming up. So download the app at the link in the description below. Sign up for your three-month trial and store your predictions now and forever. All right, make sure you go hit that like button. We got 1,200 people watching right now. We did hit hit our 200 likes. We're still uh, 44 likes away from uh, Mutant Goodman during the after. Muting me. That that should motivate you. <laughs> we'll only we do go. a whole after but five seconds. At some point, we'll do them. <laughs> Welcome back, Field of 68 After Dark. We are live, Sirius XM Channel 84. That is College Sports Radio. We are streaming live over on YouTube. Jump in the chat. Uh, in about 10 minutes, we are going to be going to the afters. We answer your questions if you are in the YouTube chat. Uh, only from the YouTube chat. Uh, Rob Doster, I got Terrence Oglesby. I got Jeff Goodman with me. Goodman, I'm going to you first on this one. You have been a Missouri hater since the day that you were born. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I hate Since all. the wound. Kimmy English. Kimmy yeah. English. Phil Pro- No, I, I, I actually, I have a lot of respect for what Dennis Gates has done. Uh, they didn't beat anybody early in the season. I, I was kind of out on them. But what Dennis Gates has done this year um is really impressive it's their first tournament win in 13 years Mm -hmm. think about that think about how hungry this fan base is and again dennis gates takes over a program nobody thinks they're going to be a tournament team and not only has he he gotten them there but uh they win a game and they do it with small ball and i picked him by the way in my bracket i picked him to beat arizona they're not going to have to play arizona now that's what i was about to say is all of a sudden we're sitting here uh with a situation where um, Missouri's got to beat Providence. Who, like, frankly, Princeton. all the advantage that Tosin and that Tosin and, and uh, Princeton had, To a spacing out of Arizona, that's not going to work against a small ball team like uh, like Missouri. No, but I mean, also think about all those guys that Dennis took with him. Like right. he took some guys with him from Cleveland State, and they they're still good. 
<laughs> like Demoy Hodge is a good player. And not only that, he's continued to be a great defender. He was the d- defensive player in the year in the league the year before. I think it was the Horizon League, if my memory serves me correctly. And then he goes and he's still a really good defender. And guys, look, it, it, the one guy that I don't think is getting enough credit all year long is Kobe Brown. Oh, he's a stud. He's a stud. He's got shoulders so are as wide as like – He's got huge shoulders, good feet. He can shoot it a little bit. He steps out like Shoots that dude's up. really good. And you can play small with him on the floor and he ain't small. He's a big dude. So like they have a lot of lineup versatility. I thought Noah Carter hitting some, hitting some shots early in the game, opened up Utah state a little bit and they were in for a battle and he, he's gotten minutes from, you know, a guy named Sean East, who was a Juco national player of the year last Mass. year. Nobody really knew about him. Yeah. And and like it, it comes out has eight points, three assists, two boards, and ends up with four fouls because he's out there playing hard. You know what I'm saying? Like playing hard is a prerequisite to playing time. And like, man, Dennis Gates gets his dudes to battle. There's not we can't say that about everybody, can we, Rob? Hey, T.O., if I had a dollar for every time I heard you say playing hard gets you playing time, we wouldn't have to have any ads. Well, the problem is, is we had to talk about North Carolina. I'd be talking about North Carolina every episode from November (laughs) to freaking into February. And then we finally threw that threw that out of here. So that was the easiest that was the easiest thing to talk about. Yep. All right. Good. Let's go to Northwestern. Uh, 75, 67 win over Boise State. Chase Haudige and Boo Booey combined for 42 points. 11 boards, seven assists, four steals, and they made four threes while shooting 13 for 26 from the floor. Man, I'll tell you what, like, I, I, I had my doubts about Northwestern. That backcourt is real. Well, everybody had their doubts. Chris Collins had his doubts about Northwestern <laughs> going into the year when he lost, you know, his two best big guys, right? Pete Nance, who's now watching them. And, and Ryan Young, who's playing a good role for, for that Duke team. Uh, but, yeah, I remember talking to him in the preseason. He was like, listen, the only way we're going to be good is if both these guys are all league guys in the Big Ten. And they were. They were. Adiz is great. He's a great two-way player right now, one of the best defenders in the country. And Boo Boo, he's just been clutch and, and just giving the ball, and he can make a play. They're old, uh, and, and and now they've kind of they got that chip on their shoulder, too. And I think they can beat UCLA. I, I really do. I mean, again, I know it sounds crazy, but they're shorthanded. That's the only reason I think they can beat them, Rob. They're not beating them with, you know, if they're full strength. But if they don't have Bone again, I, I don't know. Is Nwuba like, does he scare you down low? Well, I, I'll, I'll go real quick to you. I, I just, I think if you have Boo Booey and Chase Audige, knowing that both of them can go get you 25 or 30 on any given night, like they can probably, in theory, beat have- just about anybody. But I wouldn't I, I, like I wouldn't I don't know I don't know I'm not maybe it's just that the fact that it's Northwestern like maybe I'm just blinded by the, what the thing. name is on the Here's jersey the thing, like if it said Michigan State on their jerseys do you think I'd be like I told you it's Tom Izzo it's January February Izzo April maybe I would be but if they if they can each give you 20 let's say they give you the 45 again how many points is UCLA going to score on like honestly, it's probably going to be a game in the in the high fifties or low sixties. Yeah, and UCLA day. doesn't play fast. Right. Like, there's a lot to be said there. There's a lot to be said there. Hey, Boo Booey's a dude though. I'm gonna call him Dude Booey. Like that dude. Like he went behind the back one move today. Like <laughs> it was like that guy is so shifty. And Chase Audige, man, that dude guards. 
He doesn't just kind of guard like he is a big time oh. defender, long arms. Like Collins is working with something. And just because UCLA is shorthanded, they better be careful, especially if something happens with Tiger Campbell. And I'm not, when I say something happens, I think like, uh, does he get in foul trouble? Does he have an off shooting eye? Something like that. The backcourt play is huge. And then you got Chase Hadij matched up with freshman Amari Bailey, who's figured it out, but still a freshman. I, I think there's a big difference. Yep. T.O. Your Tennessee Volunteers were up by 18 in the second half against the Louisiana Raging Cajuns and found a way to not cover the 11. They won 58 to 55. Are you worried about this group? They get they can't score with a pencil. Yes, I'm worried about this group. <laughs> they haven't been able to score since uh, Atlantis and right before Thanksgiving. Like, yes, I'm worried about this group. Not only that, like they're they passing a pencil. Huh? You said they can't score with a pencil? Yeah, they can't score with a pencil. You ever heard that? <laughs> no. Okay. So, so I'll let you I'll let you look that one up later. But but the, they're passing up shots now. Like they're so far in their own head offensively. There's a couple of there's a couple of plays where one of the Tennessee guys would get a down screen, they would go over the screen, they'd flare it perfectly, have 10 feet of room to shoot the ball. Tennessee wouldn't shoot the ball. They are so far in their own head right now. I I don't see it, guys. Like yeah. I, I don't see it. You're not gonna you're not gonna make a final four with Vescovy being the guy for you. I'm sorry. I know he's a good college player, but when it comes to the tournament, you gotta have dudes, alpha dudes, like guys who can create shots. I don't think Vescovy's necessarily that. Yeah, Goodman, you put on the hat. Charleston, they fell. It's a tough day. The, the the first the first <laughs> game, the first the first game in the Mountain West is one of the tournament. It's since 1927. It's our came city, in. man. It's our city. We're out. We're out. Pat Kelsey. No more, no more chin-ups on the rim. Nothing. I mean, listen, Charleston, hell of a year. San Diego State just made plays down the stretch. Matt Bradley made a huge shot uh, late in that game. And uh, now that it's going to be a fun game. I mean, again, one of San Diego State or Furman is going to the Sweet 16. I'm just going to say, I'm going to say for the record, Matt Bradley did not get fouled on that three pointer. I'm going to go did. ahead and say, I'm going to go I ahead and say, on the yard. I don't think so. Maybe. No, nope, I, nope, I, I thought but, he blocked it. Yep. I yeah. thought he blocked it too. Uh, all right. We got about a minute and a half here, guys. So, real quick, T.O., what is the game tomorrow that oh. you are looking forward to the most? Goodman, if you got something in front of you ready to go, I know T.O. just made, T.O., for the people that are listening to this, T.O. made the face that said, oh, damn. What no, game? I know, I know, I know, I know. I the, 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 the Rob Senderoff revenge game. Ooh, that's a good one, too. I Kent got State, Indiana. Kent State's going to get them. Yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be great. Goodman, what are you looking forward to the most? 30 seconds. I'm here for that one. And then I get Patino Hurley. By the way, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Rob, you're not going to want me to say this, but I believe Jeffrey Anderson is in Albany. I'm not sure if he's doing that game or not. <laughs> <laughs> high knees high knees jeffrey i'm gonna go i'm gonna go ahead and no comment that one listen you just mentioned two great games we also have the bryce hopkins revenge game providence taking on kentucky we also have uh drizzy drake taking on miami and we also have the game that i'm looking forward to the most florida atlantic taking on memphis the eight nine game the great one listen this has been the field of 68 after dark you can find us on sirius xm channel 84 every night during the tournament after the games end. you can find us on the field of 68 youtube channel we are streaming we're heading there right now to the afters we're going to go answer some questions we're going to go have a conversation so for terrence oglesby for 
Jeff Goodman, Charleston Hader, and for myself, Rob Doster, producer Kono, producer Dagan. This has been the Field of 68 After Dark. And you're clear. Dagan, I think we have a message from our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We do, but hold on, I got to find it. (laughs) There it is, I found it. Here we go. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play college basketball pick'em, where you can get a little extra sweat during March Madness and win real cash prizes simply by picking player stats in this weekend's games. In pick'em, all you do is predict whether a player will go higher or lower on Underdog's projected totals whether that's points rebounds whatever for example if you're like me and you think zach Eady is going to go nuts in this tournament pick higher on his points projection add up to four more picks and if you hit them all you can win 20 times your money on a single game underdog slick mobile app is easy enough that dummies like jeff goodman have even figured it out so go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app and use the code Field F I E L D and Underdog will match your deposit up to a hundred bucks. Now is the time to get in on the madness. So remember, UnderdogFantasy.com promo code. Field. What's going on? How are we doing? How are we doing? We're uh, Dang, Do we have enough likes to to mute Goodman yet? Uh, we need four more likes to mute Goodman. At some point, I'm not going to mute Goodman for the whole actress, but at some point, when he's giving an answer, I'm just going to I'm just going to turn the mic off. Nobody will know, so I gotta, except for the, except for the chat. But you need four more likes. Actually, you need two more now. Um, but good news, we will have a top golf uh, giveaway. We're good. Hey, so I I teased I before we get to questions, chat fill up some questions. Dagan, let these things kind of stack up a little bit. I want to give you guys my take. I, I think that the Arizona performance makes me more worried than I was about Purdue because of the inability of them to be able to change the way that they play. And what what I mean by that is. Arizona basically does what they do, right? With two big guys out there, they want to play a certain style. They want to play a certain way. They are pretty matchup dependent. And if you can kind of space them out and do a certain thing against them, then you can beat them. To me, Purdue is, is kind of similar to that, where if you can get out there and you can pressure their their guards, you can get up under um, Braden Smith and you can get up under Fletcher Lawyer and you can make them feel uncomfortable and you can cut off that entry point to Zach Eady in the post, you can beat them. We've seen that happen. What was it like five times in the last uh, in the last two weeks of the season? Something like that. Four times in the last two weeks of the season. So after watching 
um, Princeton take advantage of that against Arizona, it makes me say like, I'm, I'm even less confident now about Purdue finding a way to get out of the, uh, the second weekend. And who knows if they will, they're probably gonna be favored by like eight or nine points against Memphis. But is that, is that crazy? My, am my am off base there. Just, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's as much of a correlation as you think there. Like, I just think they're totally different teams. Arizona, again, I've been worried about all year because of the two traditional bigs. It just always has scared me. Uh, and, and honestly, and I hate to say it because, you know, I love Kirk Risa, like I still didn't completely trust him, and, and he didn't play well today. Yeah, he needs to play beside a ball-dominant guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and Courtney Ramey, I'm not sure that was it for him this year. I thought it was kind of a weird fit. Kai Boswell a year from now. Might yes, be. bingo. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Um, I, I don't – what you said, Rob, basically is my whole worry with the mid-10. Like, yep. they're not going to be able to adjust their style of play. But that all being said, like, you know, Penn State doesn't necessarily play like that. That's the reason I had some faith in Illinois, but they were kind of a here, there, and everywhere team this year. But I thought, like, if they hit it at the right time, kind of like I think UConn's heading into the tournament at the right time and playing well at the right time, that Illinois could have made some noise. But I, I but your point, I think, goes more towards certain – maybe the entire, you know, mid-10 conference. Mid-10. I love that. Dagan. <laughs> uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for questions. And uh, we, we have uh, somebody in the chat. Nick wants to know, can I just give $100 to charity to mute T.O.? I want to hear Griffin. So now we have we have a face. Oh, wow. That, that is a curveball. So do we that want to mute T.O. or do we want to mute Goodman? There it is. I don't know. Somebody likes me. What, what's the charity? That's true. Nick, let us know what the charity is and we'll, we'll decide. Uh, we'll come back to that. Um the next question, a lot of questions about this in the chat. We mentioned it, Rob, you mentioned it at the end of the show. Kentucky Providence tomorrow, who do you got and why? Oh, man, I, I got K- Kentucky so much. I, I just think there's this whole coolie shit is going to be a distraction, even though Gottlieb told me he doesn't think it'll distract the players. I think Cooley's distracted. How can he not That's be? already distracted. You're not going to get 30 pieces at home by Seton Hall unless you're distracted. Yeah, this is this has been on him for a while. Just unnecessary, honestly. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing: if you know you're not going to Georgetown, you're coming out yesterday, the the day before, and saying it. But he's going to listen. We know that. Obviously, if he's going to listen, he's thinking about it. And and again, I'll, I'll say it over and over. I don't think he does it at the end of the day. But man, I've talked to a lot of people close to him who think he's going to do it. Yeah. Goodman, here's that would be nuts. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Nuts. I, I I had a conversation with someone about this the other day, and I think that uh, Kevin's got a good question in there, Dagan. Which tournament coach will get fired first? No, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I, I just deep want your breath, opinion. Goodman, deep like, breath. I, I think it's. <laughs> I it kind of it bothers me the way that Cooley is kind of handling this, and maybe it's more on Georgetown for making it be a thing this early while his team still has a season, but like everything about this particular recruitment makes me uncomfortable. Like I, there's all this talk about Patino and St. John's and like there hasn't, it does not feel like that has dominated headlines and well, dominated Rick conversation. Knows how to handle it. Rick, Rick today, I was there. I was there and Rick just kind of laughs it off. He's like, I know what you're getting at. He doesn't actually talk about St. John's, but he doesn't hide from it. But it's easy. He's going from my owner to St. John's. It's easy. Ed Cooley's making a lateralish move, 
and he's leaving the place he grew up potentially. Like it's yeah. crazy. It's cr- it, and again, I feel like Georgetown's a significantly better job than Providence. A lot of people will push back. Seth Davis disagrees. He thinks Providence is a better job than Georgetown. I I don't. Um, what, what's again, his reasoning you know, there? What's his reasoning there? Just fans. I don't even know. He wanted to come on and argue it during the season when I said it. Uh, I, I, I said think it's over. I think it's closer than you give credit for, um, simply because one. <laughs> the the home court environment it's just it's never going to be made good. it that way it wasn't always that way I, no i know but it's never going it's not possible for georgetown to have a good home court environment with the way that this stuff like it's set up there it's just it's never going to happen you're never going to put nineteen thousand people in the verizon center especially when you're playing 6 30 p.m tip-offs in downtown washington dc you're never going to fill that place up and when that place is not filled up it is a fucking phone booth and it's silent in there. It's it. cold. But, but again, it just... it, like when I went to games there at the end of the JT three year, the middle of the JT three year. Do you know, I, I lived in DC. I, I guarantee I've been to more uh, Georgetown games than, than probably anybody in this chat, unless Troy Mackers in the chat. Well, you, you've been to more, but I don't know if you were, when they were winning, were yes. you there? Yeah, I was there when they were winning. Yeah. And they I were mean, good. Was, I was there. And it's like, it, it fills up and you get, like the whole lower bowl is filled and you'll get a smattering of people up top and it doesn't get loud. Like it gets at these places where you here's have 10,000 people. In here's there. what I'll say. Who's it the, ain't like, it ain't, who's here's the, the best thing. salesman. Who's the best salesman as a coach probably in college basketball. Right no, now. I trust me. Who, I get who, it. Who, and who? I think, I think that Ed Cooley would do a very good job building that thing up. And I think that he would get it good again. I just don't think you're ever going to have a great home court. Now, all that you, said, you I win. still think that George. is I think Georgetown is a better job than Providence is. I just it is what it is. All right, let's move on. Dagan. Yeah, I'm gonna start putting time limits on this. We gotta we gotta move along here. It's, right, it's one go. in the morning. All right. Let's 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 keep it going. Uh hey, do you think hey you settle down? Okay. <laughs> hey, don't forget who, who clicks the buttons over here. I can stop this whenever nice. I want. <laughs> um, is Bob Hoggins gonna retire? No, I don't think he's gonna retire this year. And let I, some I young kid come in and mess it up. He got in the tournament. He got in the tournament this year. I think, again, is he frustrated with NIL? Yeah, he's not alone. I mean, a lot of these dudes are. But, you know, again, um, I don't think he wants to sit home every day. He's he's not that old. I don't think he's he, he's ready like Behan. Uh He's got some more years left. I don't know how many. Um, you know, new AD, fairly new AD administration. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that goes here in the next few years. But they were good enough this year. He wouldn't have answered that question like he did. If hey, he was did you see – call up your buddy Dockage's response to Huggins's comments today. Have you seen this, Rob? No. Holy – somebody sent it to me earlier. Did he tweet it or say it? Tweeted it. I'm going to read it to you right now. I have it. I have it in front of me. It was – you ready for this? It was unbelievable. Uh, he said – I'm looking for it right now. He tweets so much. It's really I really don't want to give this guy any attention. I, I know, but no, you, you do for this one because it was such a bad uh, tweet. Uh, I'm trying to find it here. He blocked me, so I got to go onto a different account. <laughs> Try to find it. Got to go to your burner. I don't have a. Well, I do. <laughs> I think he deleted it. I'm like, I'm all the way down. All right. While you look at yeah, it. Yeah, while you look, question. we're going to move on to the next question. Uh, Charlie wants to know, and he is assuming that Missouri is going to be 
Princeton, which I don't know if you should assume that, but I'm going to ask you for the sake of the question. More compelling, Missouri versus Creighton or Missouri versus Baylor? Uh, you got. I mean, we're just going to pretend that like NC State doesn't exist. Uh, listen, I'm just asking the question, Rob. Okay. All right, fine. Wide and three. Wide and three. Missouri. Go ahead, T.O. NC State. I, I think I think Creighton's going to end up being there, and I think that Kobe Brown, Ryan Kalkbrenner would be interesting to watch because then you're then you're going ultimate small against a big five and four small. So it's like I think the matchup and kind of the X's and O's there could be interesting. Uh, I would be more interested in seeing Baylor and Missouri just because of the uh, the the old Big Twelve um, roots. There, it's not quite as compelling as like a team that was good when Missouri was still in the Big Twelve, but I think that'd be more compelling. I also don't think that um, that Creighton gets there. All right, here here. Are- Remember what the quote was from Huggins. The quote from Huggins was, mm-hmm. I got people who think I should stay on for quite a while. And there's probably people already thinking I ought to pack it in and let some young kid come in and screw it up. Gets <laughs> his response, screw what up? No conference titles, no excitement, no tournament success, mediocre record. Screw what up? To Huggins. I hope Huggins sees him and beats his ass. He probably would, even at 60-whatever Huggins is. Yeah. All right, next question, because we don't need yeah. to talk about Doggins anymore. Uh, next question. If there is a question for Ben from Kentucky wants to know this, Rob. This is for you specifically. If Rick Pitino beats UConn, will Dulcer get a tattoo of Rick Pitino's face? <laughs> How about a <laughs> Right on your upper arm, Doster. Where he's got the have to do tattoo. Something. You should you should have to do something. I don't know. No, I mean, I'm at, not going to do. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to I'm going to come on here and I'm going to talk about it afterwards. That's what I'm going to do. That's punishment no, enough. No, no. You should have to wear an Iona hat at the final four. No. Yes. Yes. yes I like that. I like. No, that yeah. You know, what? I agree with that because you have, should have to. You made that. a bet where I have to wear a hot dog suit because the Phillies lost the World Series that I didn't make right. made it for me. So therefore, you <laughs> have to do something. Full Iona gear, before. actually. Full handed toe. No, no, this is not. Yes. I mean. Yes, you, yes, you, can, you yes. can say this. You can say this, but like it's not going to happen. So, oh my goodness, Theo put on a clown. Put on a hot dog suit. Some guys, some guys stand by the word. So, what happens if UConn wins? What happens if UConn wins? That's true. Ben from Kentucky. What happens if UConn wins? Let us know. The yeah, if you also, if UConn got, wins, I have, then... I have a bone to pick with Theo about the hot dog suit last year. I was promised the whole <laughs> show, and I only got five minutes in the hot dog suit. You so. got thirty minutes. You got thirty Whatever. minutes, and I Whatever. stood there I in camera view the whole time. How when dare do you have you? to wear a hot dog suit again, Dagan? What is that? When do you have to wear a hot dog in suit? Nobody Bro. knows about this because this is the basketball chat. Nobody would probably watched the football shows. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You, I bet Clint. Know I bet Clint. Well, I didn't bet Clint. Rob bet Clint because he was like a Phillies fan for like two weeks, and I, all of a sudden I got <laughs> yeah, roped. I was. I was all it for two <laughs> so weeks. I was I all how, in on the Phillies. How this happened, but whatever. It is what it is. Hey, hey, Dagan. What was the question about who would be the first person to get fired? What was that question? Who would be the first term? Oh, I, hold on. I want to I ask that one because I'm going to let Goodman go in, into that in detail. But before we do that, I'm going to ask some trivia questions so I can get the answers in the chat. And then oh, I'll let yeah. you guys answer that. And then we'll come back. So uh, I actually got to scroll back and find the trivia question because Rob asked it earlier. So talk, waste a little time while I look for this. Waste a little time. Uh, Jeff Goodman. Jeff Goodman. Jeff Goodman. <laughs> I, am I answering the question? No, no you're, you're not. You're not answering the trivia question. I need to find it. 
because you're just a waste of time. A this is great podcasting. This is great Duke podcasting. Tennessee. No, no, this is, we're not podcasting. Duke Tennessee prediction. Yeah, there you go. That's a, there you go. Duke Tennessee Duke. prediction. Oh Duke. come on! I mean, Duke. I don't think Tennessee can get to fifty. Duke. Yeah. Duke. The bigger question is if Duke is. Jeez. <laughs> Bless you. That was, that was aggressive. Oh that was aggressive. That was Sorry, guys. I usually hey. hit the mute button, but I didn't have enough time. All right, Goodman, I have a question for you. What number would you need to be able to bet Tennessee? Uh, 10. I was going to say, I, I was going to say, I need nine and a half. Jeez. Eight and a half. You. Man. Dude, Plus these Listerine strips, these Listerine strips, they'll get uh -oh. you. I would say eight and a half. Dave, right, do you want me to read the No, question? no, I got it. I found it. I found it. I found it. You're going out to a bar after this? What are you doing with Listerine slip strips? At, it's it's 12. <laughs> it's 150. It's in the morning. <laughs> All right. I'm asking the trivia question. We, I'm we addicted to them. Good over here. I love these things. All right. All right, chat. Listen up. Listen up. Here's the trivia question. This was provided by Rob. So if you got any problems with the question, Direct all, all hate towards Rob. Um, yeah. Kansas just won their 16th straight first-round game. Who was the leading scorer the last time they lost a first-round game? Now, it doesn't have to be – we're not saying the leading scorer for Kansas. The leading scorer in the game the last time they lost a first-round game. First person to put the uh, the player and the amount of points in the chat wins a $50 Top Golf gift card. Uh, I don't know that one. Okay, now no we're going to go to the question – for you guys, uh, who is what is it? who is the coach most likely to get fired and made the tournament, or the first coach that made the tournament to get fired? I think, I, the I think there's only one coach, honestly, that's even in the mix that you could say could get fired that made the tournament. Now, I don't think any of them do. You remember years ago, uh, Tubby? Who did Tubby play? It was a knockout game. Did he play Ben Howland? By the way. Yeah. I sent this to I sent this to uh, I sent this to John and uh, or Fanta and Doster the other day. Have you looked at what Tubby did at Kentucky that got him fired? Yeah, he just didn't recruit well enough. It, but, but the thing about it was his last few seasons. Yeah, like so before Billy Gillespie, he made the second round of the tournament in two thousand seven. Second round of the tournament two thousand six. Elite eight, second round of the tournament, elite eight, sweet 16, sweet 16, second round, elite ran eight championship. Ran him out. Ran him out. They ran his butt out of there. He, was, he wasn't getting top 50 players. He was getting too many Bramel Bradleys and Joe Crawfords. That wasn't, that wasn't good enough for them. They were winning well, games. I would say the only coach to me that's in the tournament that I think if they lose tomorrow has a chance to still get fired would be Bobby Hurley. He's the only one. And only because I don't think he gets along great with his AD. I think it would be asinine to do. He's been in the tournament now three times in the last five tournaments at Arizona State. I'm not sure if that's like ever been done before. Three out of five. Probably not. Yeah. So someone in the chat just yeah, got say, yeah, we yeah, just we just the got to the we, trivia question. Goodman. It. it was Marcellus Somerville. Do you remember that name? South Carolina. South Carolina. No, who is he? Bradley. <laughs> What's funny about this is is Goodman's in the chat. He knows the answer to the question. It was put in there earlier today. <laughs> oh, now I'm seeing it. Yeah, I'm seeing it. Yeah. So congratulations to Pandas in the chat. Nice Pandas got it, was the first one to get it. Um, so Pandas, uh, send me a DM on, on Twitter 
at Dagan underscore Hughes on Twitter. I'll put it in the mm-hmm. chat. But congratulations, you you are the winner. Surprised um, Bentley didn't win it again. The dude has won like he already won likes. one. He doesn't need to win another hey, one. He already we won need one. sixteen more likes. Come on, people. For, what, what's happening at three hundred? What's happening at three hundred? Get to three hundred. Come on. What's happening? Whoever has to hit it, hit that like. Goodman, Goodman's going to chug a beer at three hundred. I have a beer in here. I don't have one. Well, you better get looking. I got a diet coke. I'll chug the rest of my beer if we get to three hundred. Three hundred likes, and Dawson will chug his beer. Chat. Come on. Let's um, do it. I gotta go back right, and look for some is, questions now. Hold on. I got uh, so to call the Jamie Sally, uh, hey, can I just? Oh, can I, just I, I got one. I got, I got it's ridiculous. If Bobby Hurley gets fired, getting to the tournament, like that's ridiculous. Again, I, I know what you're. I know what you're saying. I, look, I, I know why. I know why. But I'm just like it's ridiculous. If you get if you get to the tournament and you get fired, like that's just. I I agree. I hate that. I hate that. I hate everything about it. Go so ahead. Brady Dave, said you got to wax the brows. <laughs> one eyebrow. They already got to. Nice. Yeah, three hundred and thirteen likes. Yeah, Let's go. Three fifteen. Very nice. Yeah, we can make a big number if we really want. If we really want Dustin Wax and Eyebrow, I'm sure we can. Yeah, it's so funny to me that that like <laughs> I'm the one with the that gets the weird eyebrows. My wife legitimately, she made me Facetime To. We were we were on like a, we did a, a weekend in D.C. and we were on a date night, our first date night in like two years since COVID, and we're talking about To. And she made me Facetime you to see if you had eyebrows. That's wild. I'm, I'm pretty sure I woke you. It was like ten o'clock and I woke you up. <laughs> Bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre, bizarre, bizarre. And all here's Let me see your eyebrows. Hey, do you think do you think Graham Neff uh now um is is thinking twice about his decision to keep Brad after Bob Ritchie wins tonight and uh and and you guys your Clemson Tigers lose to Moorhead State? Are you asking me? Yeah, well, who else am I asking? Uh no, I didn't know if you were just speaking. Uh (laughs) I know, but I'm asking you. I'm putting uh, you on the spot here. Word on word on the street is Graham is pissed. Yeah, yeah. he is pissed because he stuck his neck out yeah. after that. Uh, after the season, a lot of people felt like they should be in the tournament, and then they, you know, yeah. go and lose to Morehead State. Which, by the way, Preston Spradlin can coach. Uh, I thought he coached a really good game in that game. I, I was on that hey, call. So. I I know you were. I got to ask you. So a, a clip went viral from that game where TV Teddy and Preston Spradlin were like talking. And Preston Spradlin did something. And it looked like he was like mimicking a foul, and he walks the other way, and Teddy just winds up and slaps him in the ass as hard well, as he could. And the so angle Pre- of this Pre- video, Press was complaining about a foul call, yeah. and then like smacked Teddy on the butt. And I don't think Press has had Teddy all that much, so I don't think he really expected this. <laughs> so, so like Teddy is walking back, and after he does it, Teddy smacks him back, like <laughs> forcefully, yeah. like. Teddy had Teddy had it on his mind. He was going to get some cheek on that one because, like, Teddy, he did not. If, I haven't texted Teddy about it, but if dude, he joking. He, and then and then Spradlin's like, God. And he turns around, and looks at him, he goes, he looks at me like, and I'm laughing because you know I come to expect this out of Teddy, and he goes, uh, he goes, this freaking guy, man, they got a good one. <laughs> <laughs> he said that Teddy said that to you. No, Spradlin said that. Teddy came up later. He's like, he smacked me. I smacked him back because he's old school. I like that he's old school. I was like, what the hell are you talking about, Teddy? He said he's old school because he smacked him on the ass. Hey, T.O., the funniest part of the clip is, um, at least for me, was uh, when the camera panned, like, 
as, as Preston turns around with like this look on his face, what, like, what the fuck what is that? <laughs> like all you see in the background is you with this big shit eating grin. Like I can't <laughs> believe I just saw that. <laughs> like, I had about I had about three people send that to me and be like, "Hey, is that your boy right there?" Yeah, <laughs> hey, I was a little sh- I was a little shocked that Teddy smacked him that hard. Like <laughs> he got could you he hear got, he got him. All right, uh, what do we got? What I got, got I got I got a few more for you, and then we can we can do toast and we can get our, also we did hit those three hundred likes, so save the rest of that beer there, uh, Doster. Um who is the biggest threat to Alabama now that Arizona is out of their region? Uh, just in their region? Just, yeah, just, in the just in their just in the south. I mean it's opened up. I would say it's it's the Creighton Baylor uh game. Whoever, mm-hmm. you know, if, if I'm hoping Creighton plays Baylor. To me, I mean that that that's the part. Like you look at that and you're like, all right, one of Creighton or Baylor could could make a run here to Alabama. And if Brandon Miller is not healthy, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, uh, San Diego State. I don't know if it was just because they were playing Charleston, but they looked huge today. Like, and they moved really well. Those dudes really defend. Matt Bradley's pretty good. I, I don't think they have the offense to keep up with Bama but I think they can muck it up and make it a game. Uh, I think the team that could, if on their best day, keep up with them is Creighton. Yeah, I, I, I would also could. say I would also say Baylor. Yeah, Baylor probably could do. So it's going to be that Baylor's elite, like the one team in the region. Like they, Baylor could put up 100 points, and nobody be, would be surprised. Yeah. Now, you, need, you need all of those guards to be cooking because you know like you know, Baylor ain't stopping Alabama. <laughs> like that, That's not happening. No, but the, but the guards could keep up scoring wise. How do you think they that Creighton? I think Matt Creighton actually matches up really well with Alabama, like really well. I do too. I do too. They they're just not they're as talented. talented. Yes, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah but like when Creighton, Creighton on their best day, they can really guard. Got to make shots. They got to yeah, really shots. guard, and they can yep. make shots. Sometimes they make shots. Sometimes I know. Not. I know. Um, I think it's. Honestly, I think it's Creighton just because they match up better defensively. Yep. Now that I think about it. Yep. All right. Next, but first, Reginald's in the chat. Our buddy Reginald. Everybody knows who Reginald is. He has dropped his score prediction for tomorrow's UConn Iona game. He's got UConn eighty four, Iona sixty seven. The real ones in the chat know what that means. Um, wow. So we will uh, we'll, we'll move on to our next question. Um, Somebody wants to know, everybody's talking about Memphis against Purdue in round two. Does Florida Atlantic have a real shot against Memphis to get uh, that matchup against Purdue? Yeah, they're fucking good. They are FAU, good. FAU rolled through a really good Conference USA. Jelly Walker's in Conference USA. Grant McCaslin in North Texas is in Conference USA. Like, that's a really good league. Yeah. By the way, can I just, good man, I got a question for you. How come Andy Kennedy doesn't come up more in like the Lubbock Texas Tech conversation? No, he's in there. I tweeted it. He's in the mix. He's in the mix. He's in the mix for Texas. That Tech. that would work. That would be a like that. Match made the in more heaven. the more they, I think about it, a big name. Okay, so they want to they, they want to try to get a big name, and obviously, like you know, they were it was a pipe dream for Patino because if Patino gets off the plane in Lubbock. <laughs> It's like, what country am I in? You know, basically. Right? Hey, you know who would fit that? And and you talked to him the other day, and he's like, yeah. I'm just not going to do it this year. Chris Mack, with the way he coaches and kind of his edge he in Texas Tech, no. he wouldn't. 
but but he kind of would fit that fan base a little bit. He, yeah, he would. Yeah, he makes sense there. I, you know, I, me, I want Mac to coach again because I think he's a hell of a coach. I I, I, I don't think I've ever told him. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever told I'm, him. But honestly, man, I got a lot of kinda, respect for Chris Mack. I think he's really good. Yeah, I I, I kind of like I kind of like out of work Mac. Just because the Cause, him in the text chat, yeah, oh, he's so good. a lot of fun. You know what he is too? Like he'll say anything. Like he really is pretty damn honest. Yeah, uh, on Field of sixty eight, and mm-hmm. I mean, people forget how good he was at Xavier. People forget how good he was. He had Louisville number one in the country, then COVID hit. Right. He had Louisville number one in the country. COVID hit, and his best friend tried to get him fired. Like. Yeah, I, I thought I thought he did a great job at Louisville. It's just he was hamstrung the whole time because he was dealing with all these sanctions that weren't his fault. He's a shit bass fisherman, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I listened to I listened to his advice, and I've been skunked for like three months straight. So don't if he ever tries to tell you anything about bass fishing, don't listen to that dude. He doesn't fucking know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pissed, man. <laughs> Dagan, we can uh, we can continue. Sorry. Um, let's see here. What does Arkansas have to do to beat Kansas? I know we touched on this a little bit, but we can uh, rehash it again. They need two guys to go off. Yep. And they need somebody to be able to take away Jalen Wilson's right hand. Mm-hmm. Like, literally you, cut did, it I don't, off. Did you ever – are you are you putting Jordan Walsh on him? Is that what you're doing? Me? Yeah. A good amount of time, sure. Yeah, I would try that too. That's, that I, is I the – Debo. Some Devo, some Jordan Walsh. I, I would just honestly, because I just think he'll get Jordan Walsh. In, Jordan Walsh gets in foul trouble anyway against guys. Yeah, I mean, just he's got five to waste. Right. Get your money's I worth. I don't think you can use Devo. I think you got to if you're going to put someone else on him. I think it's got to be Ricky Council. Devo Devo's like six four one eighty man. Like Jalen Wilson is a fucking big dude. I know, but Devo's so good defensively, yeah. so yeah. good. Uh, that's I, if I, I, if I were them, and and since Kansas is smaller this year, I would throw just different bodies who play different at him. Right, me too. Like like Devo for a little bit, uh, Jordan Walsh for a little bit, because Devo get under you a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, like just to kind of keep him off balance if possible, which is hard to do because he's just an older, big, strong guy. Mm-hmm. All right, here's my final one, and then we can get to the Doster finishing his beard, chug, and the toast. What was that? I'm Goodman? just responding to Brad. Brad's saying I'm hitting the club after this. I don't think the club is open in Albany at 1.30. Someone also wants to know if you are if you were cutting your toenails with the way uh, you're sitting. No, I'm not cutting. <laughs> just good move. You're cutting your toenails right now. <laughs> um, all right. So my question is, what upset are you guys pulling for or are you backing uh, for tomorrow's slate of games? It's my last one. What upset? Let's see. Let me just bring it up. Does VCU over St. Mary's count? That's a 512. Yeah, that yeah. counts. It has to be below 11. That's what's my only only rule. I like I like VCU over St. Mary's. I like Kent State over Indiana. I don't think – I think Miami rolls straight. You think I'm going to get a good day. You think I'm going to get one hell of a day tomorrow. Because think about it. I have Kent State, Indiana. I have Patino Hurley. I have VCU St. Mary's. And uh, what's a lot in Miami? Uh, Drake, I think it's going to be. A That's hell a great day. Of, yeah, I think that I you, you have all the, the upset. The best potential. site, yeah. I think it could be like a great day. Like mm-hmm. we'll see. You could have what Orlando had today. 
What did Orlando have today? That was the that was Furman, and then there was one more, I think. Furman, San Diego, San Diego State, State, Charleston. Yeah, I don't know what else was there. But... Which was a good game. Yeah, it was. Uh, what about Providence, uh, Kentucky? <laughs> I was saying, I, I just, I think Kentucky wins that one. Yeah. I just think, I don't know. And point guard play. If Casey Wallace is healthy and he's had some time here to kind of heal up, man, like when he plays his A game, I mean, he he, he will. Dude, if Providence wins that game, Kentucky fans are going to go scorched earth. Yeah. Like, I, I'm i still torn on it because I, I do think that there's a very exploitable way to beat Kentucky that has yeah. put Oscar Sheeway in a million ball screens. And I promise you that Ed Cooley knows that, and he has stuff schemed up. And you also have the Bryce Hopkins revenge game narrative. I think that he's probably going to go nuts. Um, but I just – I can't I can't back a team that – like their coach might leave and everyone knows their coach might leave and is dealing with all that shit. So that's part of the reason why I'm like Ed Cooley's kind of, I don't think he's handled this great. Didn't you uh, say Baylor, UC Santa Barbara? Is that you, I, Doster? I could see them giving them some trouble. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think Baylor's going to end up winning it, but UC Santa Barbara's got talent. They got a point guard named AJ Harris. I, mean, I could good. see Pitt beating Iowa State. You know I what else? That. No one, no one's talking about this. Montana State actually matches up really well with Kansas State. The way to beat Kansas State is you got to have a really good on-ball defender at the point of attack, and you got to have a big athletic wing that's a good defender to deal with Keontae Johnson. Because if you stop Marquise Noel, you stop Keontae Johnson, you stop what Kansas State wants to do offensively. And Montana State's got the big West, I'm sorry, the big sky defensive player of the year at the point, and they got the um, the kid from Washington, was it, I'm blanking on his name, is it Raekwon Battle? Sure. People in the chat, they got a they got a big athletic like six six oh, two hundred twenty five pound wing that played it was that uh, played it was uh, Washington that I think will be able to at least give them a little bit of trouble. So I don't I don't know if they'll win. I'll probably be on both of those teams to cover the first half line is where I'm going to be sitting. So what you me? that's it for me. The chat question: Will you cry if you come lose this tomorrow? Me? Yes. I've I've been in the locker room after UConn won two national titles. I think I'll be okay with them losing. This <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of used to it at this point. All I'll yeah, say is all I'll say is I'm not sure the three of us because this is the crew for Las Vegas. I'm not sure that the Goodman, Tio, and myself should be rooting for UConn. I don't know if we can handle it with Doster. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I was fine at the Big East tournament. I gave RC a couple elbows. Like he left with some bruises because he was sitting next to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the Sweet 16, though, or the Elite Eight. <laughs> oh, UConn goes to Vegas. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, jeez. So it could be Kansas. I, I don't know. I may have to be a big Iona fan tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. So that would be Kansas, UConn, TCU. Yeah. I have TCU beating Gonzaga. I do, too. Toast of the night. Yeah, toast of the night. And oh, he's finishes his beer. So let's do it. Tio, go ahead. Furman. Come on, man. Best game of the day. So much fun. I feel like I've toasted them three times, but damn it. What a, what a fun game that was. Goodman. Um, I'm going to toast. I'm going to toast to Marcus Sasser to get healthy. Oof. That's what I'm going to toast to. Here, here. I just want to see, like, again, Bill Self, Marcus Sasser, both of them get, get healthy. Get back. Get back on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, 
my toast of the night is going to go to Dude Bowie. He's a guy that uh, I questioned a lot heading into this tournament, and he was really fucking good tonight. Um, so Dude Bowie's going to stick? I'm Dude with him. Bowie's going to stick. I like it. Dude Bowie. <laughs> I really, I, know, I really his, like that a lot. His um, first name, um, you know who told me his first name, and I forget it now. Sweeney told me his first name earlier today. What, Boo Booey's first name? If you yeah, say Boo Darius. It's Dan. Dan. Dan Bowie. Daniel Bowie? Daniel yeah, Bowie. Daniel oh. Bowie. He played my brother in, he played my brother in like AU basketball. Oh, God. Yeah. So I, yeah. that's how I know. Dagan jumped on the show last night. Hey, guess what, guys? I, I, had, to let, I had to let Greg know. I had to let Greg know. Greg, Greg is his guy. And I just had to let him know that <laughs> I hold that over him. Just wanted, uh, I know Boo Booey's family. He doesn't. So I said, let him you know. You don't. You didn't even know you knew them. That's true. I didn't know, but nobody knew them. Dolster, anyway. drink your beer. Let's go. All right. It's one thirty. Anyway, there you go. Chug your beer, Dolster. No, I will chug it as we go. But for Boo Booey, for did you say Furman or JP? For Furman, uh, yeah, for Furman. Marcus Sasser, feel sixty-eight after dark. We'll see you guys again tomorrow night at midnight. Great show. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price, and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.